Welcome to NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Really excited to get into this episode with Corporate Trash. We're going to talk about Corporate Trash's latest survey sponsored by Aspen NFT, uh, talking about trends in the NFT marketplace among consumers. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Before we get started, let's hear a quick word about our sponsors, Vinovest. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. Vinovest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. Vinovest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on Vinovest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with Vinovest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line is none other, a now two-time member of the NFT podcast. Really happy to have on Corporate Trash. Corporate Trash, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Jeremy. How are you? Um, I'm really uh, happy to be here with you today. This this call has been yes. a long time coming. So, um, CT, do you want to sort of set up the premise for the, maybe like the first two studies sure. and then we can jump into it from there? Sure. So back in August, I decided to do a, um, a study, a survey of the active NFT buyer community because there wasn't a lot of info out there about who we are as a community, what kind of people we are, uh, why we buy NFTs, and how we buy them. And so uh, you can see the results of that August survey at corporatetrash.io slash survey. And uh, we got a lot of responses from the community, and it was really interesting learning about some key points. But we wanted to do it again with a little bit of some different questions um, and also just now that the market is a bit more, a couple months more mature, which is a long time like being a mature in the NFT world. Yeah, we wanted to uh, uh, give it another try uh, with a bit of uh, some of the same questions, but some different ones as well. Yeah, and uh, it, part of the work that I do with Aspen is focused on the community side and after I had been a witness to the brilliance of corporate trash on the last one. I really felt like uh, it would be great to get involved um, uh, on behalf of Aspen and sort of uh, get some questions answered that were a bit different compared to the last ones, as well as have some of the other ones stay on. So, so yeah, here we are. We, you know, a couple months is like a lifetime in the NFT space. So, 
uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited to jump into the results with people. Uh, I, I wish I had some like NBA on NBC, like, uh, you know, tournament music. Like, I feel like we're, we're doing like the uh, the AP like college basketball rankings right now going through this, but <laughs> we'll we'll jump into it. And I think uh, let's start with one of the questions that we asked people was focused on outside of Ethereum layer one. What chains are you particularly invested in? Uh, I'll let you talk through some of the results here. Yeah, so we asked a question about um, other blockchains. And so the question was formed at is, you know, besides Ethereum, what chain are you most interested in buying NFTs on? Uh, and the options here were Immutable X, Tezos, Solana, Flow Dapper, or none at all. Uh, and what we found here uh, also went along with uh, the question that we had around what percentage of people's portfolio uh, of, of NFTs is made up of Flow and Dapper. And people said that they are most interested in buying on Flow and Dapper compared to Solana, Tezos, Immutable X, or um, anything else besides Ethereum. And this obviously goes in hand in hand with the fact that a ton of us came in through NBA Top Shot, right? That was our first NFT. We saw that in the first survey. Um, I think it was 78% of the people that answered that survey said that that was their entry point to NFTs. Uh, and then the second uh, blockchain people said they're interested in is Solana. We've seen Solana taking off um, through some projects lately as well. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It is interesting when you think about the fact that that indeed top shot i i don't know how much of it is the place where people start now but you know if you go mm -hmm. back to the february boom that's sort of where everyone got involved in the nft space um i i think i i sort of expected that there would be a bit more solana going on here too to be honest with you um but but i mean i uh, i guess kind of confirms some of what we already know that you know dapper and flow and and i do wonder you know one thing to think about when we go to the next one uh ct is I, i'm sort of i'm sort of curious how much of it is dapper and how much of it is flow meaning you know the the, the flow right. verse has sort of expanded pretty significantly from where it where it was and it's continuing to do so and so i wonder like you know, as we've seen some people sort of um, maybe lose a bit of interest in Top Shot in the sports, if projects like Hoodlums and Flovatar and some of these th and Ballers, um, if that is sort of where people are. So maybe we'll dig a little deeper into that on the next one. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Sure. And, and segue into uh, it is my birthday today. I actually turned 40 today. So, oh my gosh! Happy oh, birthday! That's thank amazing. You, thank you. I'm officially old. I was walking. You buried the lead. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, amazing. well, I, I was walking with my brother and sister-in-law. Went to the Bulls game with a bunch of Top Shotters on Friday, and my brother and sister-in-law came, and they were walking ahead of me, and I was with one of their friends, and I could hear them talking about like a joint replacement surgery or something, and it just was one of those moments that like that's what people in their 40s talk about like it's about your like body <laughs> breaking down it's not about kids giving you sleepless nights anymore so yes but fortunately for me ct this did not alter my demographic for this question on the survey people were asked which age range did they fall between and the, the options were 17 or under 18 to 24 25 to 34 35 to 44 45 to 54 or pretty damn old, 55 or older. Um, 
This was a pretty surprising one to see, to be honest with you. What were you surprised about? I thought it skewed a little older than I expected. I I think I expected Mm. the, so the, the number one, you know, that most people's age is 35 to 44. And that represented 44.6 of the people who responded. And in second place was 25 to 34, which represented 39.3%. I kind of expected those to be reversed. So actually, in the very first survey, those were reversed. The 25 to 34 was a little bit higher than the 35 to 44 group. Um, But in this one, it seemed that they were flipped. And I think for me, this isn't a big shock, uh, only because, you know, especially with the responses we got, I think at some point you have to have like at least some regular job, like income to be able to have enough to put into NFTs. Um, most people, you know, that are younger, just starting out may not be as fortunate to have um, enough income or money or may not be in the place in their career where they can spend extra um, money on NFTs. So I think for me, this, it wasn't super um, surprising. You got to love that 18 to 24 year olds uh, out there though, man, like that's amazing. Like I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even mad. That's just great. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it's pretty incredible. And I love whoever the 55 plus uh, man or woman is, please get at me. I, I would love to have you on. Uh, we can talk, you know, yes. maybe potentially AARP and NFTs. That is a frontier that I don't think has been crossed to this point to my knowledge, but definitely deserves some. And, you know, I just struck me as we were talking about you for a second in your age, how am I going to bury the lead for you, which is uh, Matt Stafford winning a Super Bowl last night. How did that feel for you? Longtime Detroit Lions fan? Uh, you know, CT? I loved it. I loved it. I was rooting for them. I mean, I live in LA, so of course I was rooting for the Rams, but I was rooting for Matt Stafford. So he spent 10 years wasting away in, in, uh, with, with the lions. And so he deserved yeah, it. It was really, so really cool it. to see. And all of Detroit seemed pretty galvanized in supporting him. So that was, uh, I was happy for him to, to get that win. Uh, it was a good game last night, but yeah. Uh, so we've, we've, we've talked about the two most important things, my old age and your Detroit lion fandom. Let's move on to the third, point of conversation uh from the survey that we br- we brought up and and this one was near and dear to my heart as uh, a, a co uh a co-host of the aspen scam busters the question was have you been scammed in the nft space were loss resulting in a loss of funds or nfts um ct what was your thought on the the response here was this surprising or was this about what you expected Um, so I think for me, um, I like, I wasn't super, um, I'm trying trying to find the exact question. I'm trying to see where this is. I wasn't super surprised. um, Have you been scammed in the NFT space resulting in a loss of funds or NFTs? And we had 75% say no and 25% say yes. So I wasn't super surprised by this because of one of the other questions that had, um, you know, how it was basically how confident, how familiar are you with scams in the NFT space? And most people said that they're very much familiar with them. So if they're self-identifying that they know a lot about scams, my hope would be that they haven't been scammed. But yeah, I mean, a full quarter did respond yes to this and meaning not not just were they scammed, but they lost money in NFTs from it. That is tough. I luckily haven't been officially scammed in the space. 
I've done something stupid, but I haven't been like officially scammed. Have you? I have not. But I mean, part of my literal job is to stay really current and up to date on on right. the scam space. I mean, uh, and and it it's I think there's a couple things that jumped out to me about this one. Number one, 25 percent is a, is that is a big amount of people to me. And and and, and that. I always believe that even though the survey is anonymous, people are going to skew down their response into admitting that they're scammed rather than Mm. be honest with the fact that they were scammed, even though it's anonymous. I still think there's a a part of that. And, you know, it it, it is like one of those things I just read and I'll I'll, I'll be talking about it this week in Scambusters, but there was somebody who did a long con on these devs from another project. He created a game, a website character references um fake nfts like i mean and i mean it it was so the social engineering is so crazy with what people are dreaming up to try to separate you from your eth or you from your assets um that, that it doesn't surprise me it it sort of um i don't know it sort of validated what i sort of expected uh, but, you know, I think it is a bit surprising that you have on one hand people saying they know about scams, common scams, um, and, and, but and they believe they're a huge risk. But, you know, a huge chunk of these people have been scammed themselves. And I think part of like the how how knowledgeable are you about common scams in the NFT space? Part of the problem with that is that these things evolve in a minute by minute basis. And sometimes I think we yeah. talk about like the, how do we keep up with alpha? You know, like it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, alpha, the worst case scenario is that you miss out on a project that you should have got in on, you know, you, you don't follow the scam space closely enough and, and the consequences can be far more severe. Absolutely. I mean, if I, if as, as someone that came into NFTs, uh, without any background on crypto, like NFTs were my intro to crypto. If I started right now in this space, I would probably get scammed too. I mean, the scams have gotten really sophisticated, like you said, and they're really targeting these people that are are new uh, because the, the you know they're making fake websites and they're making things that you know seem like uh, seem like they're true. And people want to get into NFTs because they have seen some wild success stories, but I think. People need to understand that those are sort of the exceptions, not the rule, especially uh, in 2022, and that you know the space have, has evolved to a place where instead of 80% of projects being, hey, maybe this will this will probably go up in some way, maybe not a ton, but it, it'll probably go up. Now it's the, it's the opposite, where maybe 20% of projects might go up, and 80% of them aren't going to do anything. So it, it's definitely different. Yeah, it and. and- I think that, you know, you have and then you have things like having a board ape as a board ape. I don't know what that's like. You do. You were one of the brilliant pe- people that got in and recognized the brilliance of that project through through dumb luck or brilliant alpha. It doesn't really matter. But like probably. Okay, luck, no, I would rather <laughs> credit your 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 intelligence and your alpha seeking ability. But, but like, like most you. seriously, though, like. I got to imagine that the attempts to separate people from apes is going to just be the more valuable they become, the more of a flex they are to have, which when you have these major A-list celebrities now, Justin Bieber buying two, I I think it was like for an obscene amount of Ethereum that he paid for them too. Like, you you know, I got to wonder from your perspective, just as an ape holder, 
Like, are we locked down at this point on Ledger? Like, like, have you? Are, is there any reason why you're taking your ape out of a vault at this point, or or what's sort of your mindset as an ape holder? Well, I'll tell you, that's definitely evolved for me as well. Early on, I was, you know, a lot of the projects have whitelists available for board API club holders. And these projects are sometimes derivatives. They're kind of just like whatever. And I would use my ape wallet to mint off of these random derivatives to try and flip NFTs. But then I realized that's real stupid because I wasn't doing any research on it at all. I was risking my ape all the time. Uh, So then I split up into a different wallet strategy. So for me, that includes having uh, one hot wallet that I just kind of, you know, don't keep too many NFTs in and just keep more like, uh, and not too much Ethereum in either. Um, And then I have a middle ground wallet where I transfer, you know, things that are are pretty good uh, and I don't want to interact with many things, but maybe I'll use it for an airdrop here and there. Uh, And then finally, my, um, my Trezor where it's, it's my third wallet where I do not interact unless it's like, for example, if you're connecting to the Board of Yacht Club website to get like a mutant serum, yeah. right? Like that's the only thing I'll do is official ones, but I will not use it. And I keep almost zero Ethereum in that wallet. So that's just how, how I've structured it now. Yeah. And, and there's going to have to be some like proof of ownership mechanism that doesn't require you to have it directly in your wallet. Like yes. that, that's going to have to happen yes. because you think about like, I remember going to NFT NYC and you were there also. That's where we actually met. I think it was at the Jenkins party we met. But I was just thinking about the fact that like literally people are walking around with MetaMask on their phone at this thing. And mm-hmm. one smart hacker on a public Wi-Fi network is like going to go crazy. Like they're going to get figure out some way to socially engineer a massive hack. I actually deleted MetaMask off my phone the full week I was there. I just did. Me too. I was so scared. I, I was so scared. I didn't scared. want to even take a chance, you know? And, you know, as, yeah. as people are going to start having these tokens gate access to things, it does make you wonder sort of what the approach is going to be to 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 go ahead and, you know, um, sort of ascertain like a way to safely show that you have ownership, even if you're not having it in, in direct possession. And I know that's certainly front of mind for us at Aspen to figure out how we can help create these solutions as well. For sure. I mean... You know, with with apes and some other high value NFTs, there's already enough problems with you know that that listing bug and all these other things. We don't need more reasons for people to you know get their uh, high value crypto or NFT stolen. So um, there's already enough out there as it is, which is scary for sure. Yeah, no, I, there we we sort of like did a schematic of this conversation. So I'm going to go off off our path a little bit here with uh, a couple questions it's your birthday you can do whatever you want yeah and i'm officially like uh half half dead i guess at this point um i I mean kind of is i think 80 (laughs) is like normal life expectancy so you know i'm on us we're gonna we're gonna freeze our heads we're gonna tokenize our souls um (laughs) uh, so i'm on the back nine i guess if you will today but let's go with it which this these questions i want to bring up together the first one was how interested are you in finding another marketplace to use for purchasing or selling NFTs other than OpenSea? Now, keep in mind that at the time this survey was initially deployed, Looks Rare didn't exist in our lexicon, right? I mean, we were, this is, yeah. yeah. So so this is, I think we we deployed maybe right around the airdrop season starting with all these tokens, but it was, it was. December. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely mm-hmm. before Looks Rare. And, and I mean, 70 of people that responded said they were, you know, either um, 
pretty dang interested or very interested in another solution than OpenSea. And then what's interesting next is the next question was how much do marketplace transaction fees impact your buy and sell decisions? It was pretty much spread equally across the five because it was a Likert scale. So it was not at all or very. And there was sort of no, uh, you know, statistically significant difference in, in how people felt about marketplace transaction fees. Now, my question to you, CT, is do you think now in the looks rare era that th- this would look vastly different than it did before? And, and I only bring that up because I still don't see a ton of supply on looks rare, and I still don't get why people would consciously list on OpenSea when they're straight up getting paid to list on looks rare. So I just wanted to let you tackle this one and give me your thoughts. I am 100% with you on that in terms of this transaction fees one. I never really paid attention because guess what? Like we didn't really have an option. Like it was open sea and that's pretty much it. Things are evolving with like looks rare and then probably, you know, Coinbase NFT as well um, that's coming. But yeah, in terms of, I wish that we had a question in here, right? Like, you know, like, would you, would you get off of open sea um, if, you know, a different platform offered, you know, a way to reward you for using it. At the same time, I think I want to underscore that, like, Looks Rare is like a month old, maybe a month and a week, right? We've been using OpenSea like every day for a year plus at this point. And so we're trained to use OpenSea. I'm, I'm in, the, in the camp where I don't think OpenSea is the worst user experience ever, I think there's many problems with it, especially customer support. Yeah. But you probably yeah. saw now that LooksRare is around, they OpenSea just is suddenly like trying to make all these improvements. So like whether LooksRare, whether you like LooksRare or not, you got to be honest that, you know, it's finally waking, waking up OpenSea to like, okay, maybe we will provide support now, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, OpenSea to me, um, they're... they're their customer support is really lousy and and I don't yeah. know that they're going to be able to recover even with like a, a really solid effort, depending on when Coinbase comes to market and when uh, and then how looks rare does going forward. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and, and maybe I think like the token for them would have been a really good thing to do at this point because they need something to incentivize people mm-hmm. to use. But at the same time, like I, I, I was buying a nifty, no, what was it? Chain runner. Um, and I was going to look and I wanted an alien. And there was literally one alien listed on looks rare. And when I went to OpenSea, right. there were maybe 40 or 50 out of the 872 right. that are available. So I'm just going from a supply issue. I think a lot of it is habit. Like people are just used to going to OpenSea. But I also wonder why people are not. I don't know that the transaction fee thing has really hit people yet, but I have to imagine that if you're like, let's say, God forbid that CT, you send me a Twitter DM and you go, look, I'm dealing my ape. I just, it's time. I'm ready to, I don't think that would happen, but let's pretend it did. Like I got to imagine that 2.5% to like 1% or 0.5% matters an awful lot. If you're selling really high end digital property. When I sell my ape, I will not sell it on OpenSea. I will sell it on LooksRare just because I will make. I mean, there's there was a tweet they posted, maybe pinned, around how many rewards you can earn from it. And um, even if right, like, even if you're not someone who's staking looks and doing all these other sorts of things with looks, right, 
you can still like earn some, it's like one is more than zero. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand. I I look forward to hopefully more supply on looks rare um, because I agree that is a challenge right now. If you're looking for something very specific or some, or like a bunch of options, um, you know, OpenSea may be better. Whereas looks rare, maybe you do have to pay like a slight premium, but it, it makes up for it with rewards and then some. So it's it's definitely a, a new phenomenon. A hundred percent. Let's move to our last topic from the survey that we're going to cover on this episode. We may do another one. Who knows? But this was one I was yeah. particularly interested in. And, and this question focused around um, soliciting anonymously from people, of course. What is the approximate net worth of people's NFT portfolios? And... I'm going to just go ahead and throw it out, CT, that I was pretty shocked by this. Uh, and we don't know, right? Let's let's qualify it a little bit and couch it a little bit. We don't know if people were being honest. We don't know if the cross-section of people that took it were just skewed because N was was not as high as our, our first survey that you you created in August was. So there's a lot of things that could contribute to a skewed result. But you also eliminated some outliers from the data set where it looked like there was a mistake entered. So... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, and, and we can talk through this one. So, so yeah, if you take out all the outliers um, from the data, uh, the result is right around $93,000 US um, for for this. So some of the very high ones may have been true, but I just took them out because they made it bump up to like, I don't know, like $130,000 um, US dollars for the average portfolio. So, uh, yeah, so that's what you know people are saying Um who responded to this this survey and that is you know no small amount and keep in mind that is the entire nft portfolio this includes everything um, from ethereum to top shot to solana to whatever else you may have so take that in mind as well i know that some services only show like ethereum values but this was our our we're trying to get them to guess all of their nfts put together i, I think it's super compelling for a number of reasons i mean if, if you're going to talk to anyone who's in a traditional marketing sector and, and say, listen, there's a consumer base here, and on average, they have basically 100 grand of liquidity sitting in their, in their pocket, you got to believe that people would want to really start to compete to get access to those, those customers. So I think for me, it was really interesting to see that people's portfolios are, are potentially, and I put in air quotes there, um, that valuable on average. Uh, it also makes me realize that my portfolio is greatly <laughs> underperforming the norm, um, if that's where people are at. But I mean, um, what a great time to be alive, huh, CT? Uh, 93,000 on yeah. average. I mean, that's what they say. You know, I also think like, right, we're the ones that did most of the promotion, right, for the, for this survey as well. So maybe it's kind of about like, who follows us and like who we follow and things like that. So like take all of this, you know, with that considered, but I think that's, that's awesome. And I think, um, you know, people who uh, got early into top shot, um, a, a big portion of that might, might be that. Now that that says the entire value. It doesn't really tell you how much they spent on it. Keep that in mind. Yeah, true. So. Good point. Uh, I think that's, that's a fair point uh, to, to think about. Well, listen, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this. I always love having you on. And, uh, you know, before we wrap up, I, I want to just make sure that um, we introduce no stupid questions and talk about uh, what we're going to be bringing to people through Twitter spaces. So do you want to sort of set up the idea for um, what we're aiming to do with that space? And then uh, I'll get the details out to people. 
Sure. So yeah, in about a week, we are going to start a new weekly spaces with Aspen NFT and me. And we're going to host an hour. It's going to be called um, No Stupid Questions. And what it's really going to be focused on is catering to people who are new to NFTs uh, and don't really have a great place to uh, find trusted answers to some of their questions. And we hope that it helps people who are new and also maybe helps people who are experienced and can also bring them together in the spaces. Yeah. And uh, No Stupid Questions is going to start with Corporate Trash and I on February 22. And it's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays. Uh, You're going to see some promos coming out through Twitter here shortly. So now you're going to have Tuesdays with No Stupid Questions and Corporate Trash. And you're going to have Thursdays with Aspen Scambusters. We're moving to a new date and time. We're going to be during the daytime now, but not so early at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that because that was too early. Oh, for I know. Me. The West Coasters, we never had a chance. So uh, looking forward to, to getting the, the new sort of Aspen content uh, schedule going here. But CT, uh, anything else you want to shout before we uh, wrap up today? Uh, you can find more about uh, some beginner articles and helpful info at my website. It's corporatetrash.io. Yeah, I send people there all the time. Uh, yep. Cool. So thank you so much for joining. And again, check out uh, – are, when are you going to publish the full survey results, CT? Um, I am not sure, but we we can – it'll be out soon, okay. though. It'll definitely so be out So keep soon. an eye on uh, Corporate Trash's Twitter profile to find access for the, the full survey or the website, corporatetrash.io. Um, and, and, yeah, thanks so much for joining. Um, and as always, this is Dr. Jeremy signing off, saying take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you soon on the next episode of NFT. Peace. Bye.